Welcome back to part two of Menstrual Magic with Margaret. So we were kind of in the middle of a question at the end of the last episode. I'm going to let Margaret finish off her answer. Yes. Okay. So I talked about having a supportive partner and how amazing that is in its own sense. But I wanted just to briefly touch on having a partner who doesn't really understand what you're going through and doesn't really understand the magic behind it. Um, and that's okay too. Um, I really think that being in a relationship and being on separate journeys and really like diving deep into yourself and then coming back together is a very healthy way to love someone. Um, and going out and doing your moon rituals and you know, bathing in your moon blood and all the beautiful things that come along with that, if that's what you are into and your partner is like still kind of confused about it, like not really sure what's going on here, I would just say give it time. Um, it's really something, if it's really something that you feel like enhances who you are and you really connect with it, if they really love you and they really see you in a truthful light, eventually they will understand. Mm. So. Yeah. I love that answer. Yeah, I do too. Thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. I love that answer. <laughs> so we were just in our break talking about face masks with your moon blood. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that because I've heard people say that they make paintings with their moon blood, which yes. I love that idea. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I think you should do that. Yeah. Sam. I'm probably I'm going to try that next cycle. You I, should. Oh my God. <laughs> Sam is the most amazing artist. Oh my God. Besides you, obviously, but this whole time, no, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a hidden talent, hidden secret. <laughs> but also, people give themselves face masks with their blood and give their partners face masks with their blood. So, mm -hmm. can you just touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, like we kind of talked about in part one, um, the like nutrients and the minerals that are in your moon blood are so potent and so powerful. And using that on giving it back to your own body can be a very healing thing, um, a very cleansing thing as well. You know, like it's very good for your skin. <laughs> like it's just, um, you know, rebalances your pH. It cleanses your pores. It's you know, it's mm. it's a whole it's a whole jam. So if it's something you're interested in, definitely look into it. There's a lot of research out about the benefits, um, and having a partner who's interested in it. If you do, run with that shit. <laughs> if you don't, you know, like I have this amazing partner and I think that's something that he would never try, which that is totally okay with me because those are his boundaries and I respect that, you know, and if it's something I love, then I love it for myself, you know, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> that's so cute. I am going to work my way into asking my boyfriend if he'll let me do <laughs> But so far, he is super amazing when it comes to my cycle. I've never had even, like, female friends, besides you guys, obviously, who support a cycle like this. Like, for example, I go to the woods to release some blood every cycle now. And he was with me one time, and I turn around, and he's following me with his guitar. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm coming to serenade your sacred ritual. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God, you're so precious. Oh my wow. god. Who are you? Yeah. So precious. Where have you been? And he's yeah. just like, he's so full of questions all the time about it and just like amping me up during yes. my cycle. Like he knows when I'm ovulating. He just knows. Like yeah. even before I do. And I'm like, how? You glow. How do you? It's a thing. How do you know? But yeah. yeah, if you have a partner that's about this life, run with it. Like Margaret said. 
for your relationship sure. will just flourish. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do you have any questions, Sam, that you wanted to personally ask too? I basically had okay. So I have two questions. The first one um, is just what books do you recommend? Our, our listeners, I always want to call them viewers, are, what books do you recommend for our listeners? Thank you so much for asking this question. Um, okay, number one book I would recommend is The Red Tent. Um, and that is by Anita Diamant. Um, but The Red Tent, um, this is my favorite book of all time. This is something that I consistently come back to anytime I feel lost or disconnected to myself. Um, it's something that it really is heavy on like your ancestors and the sacred art of womanhood and just kind of how that all works. Um, but also the actual concept of a red tent, which is having a place where women gather to bleed together and honoring that and um, preparing for that is it's just so really, it's an amazing, and it's a story, so it's not like a factual thing. It's, it's, a, it's a really amazing story to get into. So I would definitely say Red Tent first, um, Code Red by Lisa Lister second, and the subtitle on this is so amazing. It's Know Your Flow, Unlock Your Monthly Superpowers, and Create a Bloody Amazing Life, period. Oh my <laughs> So God. that pretty much sums up that book, um, and that one really breaks down charting and the different phases of the cycle and different rituals for each phase and just really the whole thing. It's totally in there. Um, and then the third one I would recommend is Witch, also by Lisa Lister. Um, this one is much more based in the moon and different like holidays that have to do with the moon and the stars um, and how to celebrate them and how to honor the different phases especially in relation to your own cycle so this is just diving a bit deeper to that like spiritual side of it which i'm so into um, so that those are definitely my top three that i would i would check those out well thank you so much yeah of course thank you i'll put those books in the description box for anyone that wants mm. to find them nice. great idea do you have any more questions? My last question is, I've heard, um, based on what phase the moon is, when you get your cycle, there's a different name for your cycle. Do you know anything about that? I know, okay, it's in Code Red. Okay. She talks about it in Code Red. That um, is something that I don't remember very actively. There's definitely at least like two or three that I can like probably pull off the top of my head, but I'd rather you guys just like check this out yourself. Okay. Um, but like I said, Code Red, she breaks it all down in there. Um, yeah, so it's really powerful. It's good shit. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Do you know anything about, I literally just thought of this, this the moon that you start your cycle on. Mm. I feel like that would be significant. But yes. I obviously don't have a way of tracking what that was. Mm -hmm. The moon that oh, you started very oh, first your one. very okay. first bleed. Oh, okay. We need to, yeah, probably teach our children to be more sacred mm -hmm. and ritualistic about that so that they can know. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that, that seems important. totally ties into, um, I really think that, like, how sexual education is taught, especially in public schools in the society, is really important and really unproductive as it is right now yeah um and like 
yeah, that definitely ties into, you know, that, that Menarch story, that very first bleed, which is thought to be your most fertile blood. That is, like, your most powerful, potent shit, oh, you know? So yeah. very, very important to honor that and respect that, um, especially in the generations that are to come, so... Like, I'm actually sad I didn't give my first blood to the earth. Yeah, me too. Now that I have the relationship I do with it, just in general right now, anytime I can't give my blood to the earth, like when I'm at work, I'm like, oh my god, I have to flush this down the toilet. Mm-hmm. This is Dang. this is horrible, which is yeah. why I'm going to get a diva cup and I'm going to have a blood jar with me so mm-hmm. that I can just dump my blood into the jar totally. so I can give 100% of it to okay. the earth because that's what's really needed. That's a brilliant idea. But it makes me actually cringe when mm-hmm. I can't go out and give it to the earth. It does, in a lot of ways, feel like a waste, but also you could see that as it's water. Still water. True. You know? True. Yes, it's still an element. So, in a way, it could be kind of spun in a positive light, but I do know what you mean, where it feels like you're like, I'm never going to see you again. What are you helping? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It just feels so different, like, giving it to the earth. Like, the other day... It was yesterday when I was just sitting there letting myself bleed. And I can feel when it's going to come and I can, like, squeeze yeah, totally. it out. Yeah, of course. I was feeling so grounded. My eyes were, like, buzzing. My head was buzzing. I was so relaxed. Mm. And I stayed in a meditative state after coming out of meditation for, like, 45 minutes just looking at the earth. Didn't look at my phone. Wasn't doing anything else. Was just there mm. in the moment. And I was like, this is unreal. Like, this is unheard of. I don't feel this from anything else it's because my blood is connecting with the earth right now. It was yeah. so grounding for me. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. I'm Dude, so happy that you're. Thank you for teaching that. me about this. Oh my gosh, I just, I just feel like that is such a healing thing, even for me to hear about it from your experience. Aww. You know, like, like I said, the collective consciousness of the divine feminine in all of us. Like, the more work we do as individuals, the more work we're doing as a whole like it's it's really amazing it's crazy and now you're going out to the world and creating podcasts and talking to all these people about it you know like yeah it's so cool thanks to you (laughs) (laughs) so i know that we both posted a question box on our instagram for this podcast but i want you to go over your questions first okay yeah so the first one was how to start how to start honoring your cycle, how to start connecting with it when your whole life you've been told that it's this gross, dirty thing that you should hide and don't talk to your dad about it, don't talk to your brothers or your guy friends about it, you know, it's, it's something that you should be very secretive about, talk about it in whispers. Um, that is, I feel like, a huge product of the patriarchy, so just acknowledging that and acknowledging kind of how rooted we are in that is the first step and really just um i personally think that tracking your cycle whether it's downloading an app on your phone whether it's just journaling every night um or using a chart that's really what i would say that's your jumping off point definitely try to start charting every day just to kind of and not just every day do it for three months that's my base, like, do three months of charting. If it doesn't work for you after that, you know, don't do it again. doesn't matter. It's not your thing. But if it does work for you, look back on those three months and see the patterns because that's when the knowledge and the intuition really starts to blossom within you, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's some powerful shit in there. You just got to kind of look for it. Yeah, pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's the first question I had. Um, okay, the second question, so amazing. How to have a connection with yourself and with the moon and with your cycle without bleeding, if you're not a bleeding person. So this is an amazing question because you still have all the power in you. Even if you're not physically releasing something every month, you have all of that energy stored inside of you from your ancestors, from the moon, from the earth, from your sisters, from everyone around you, um, and from yourself. So just tapping into that and really, like I said, bleeding is not the only part of a cycle. It's this huge four-part thing that you can really dive really deep into. So just seeing the patterns in your life, that's your cycle. So, you know, there's a lot to it. Definitely, um, I would say just kind of Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to what you go through each month. So would you suggest to still chart for someone who's not even bleeding? Absolutely. Totally. That makes me realize, actually, that once you do start real, once you do start charting, if you don't bleed, like, if you're too, if you've, like, gone through menopause or mm -hmm. if you're on hormones or if you are hoping to eventually get hormones, like, <clears throat> any of those situations apply to you, maybe you could just, like, start writing out your chart, realize when you would be in release, and then do something else to release. Beautiful. Oh, that's a great idea. Like, something make sure to honor that mm -hmm. fourth week to make art, or, mm -hmm. like, go scream in the woods. Totally. Or just, like, go let Have something Have some out. sort of release. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because wow. that's really what it is. I mean, it's a physical manifestation of the energy and the tissue that isn't necessary in our bodies every more and anymore and uh yeah we just have this gift of release but even if that is not a physical um tangible thing for you it absolutely still is a energetic thing mm, so, absolutely yeah wow. definitely dive deep in that for sure that's such a great that's, suggestion yeah, yeah that's really nice and for your chakra health with it together yeah. you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah for your chakra health that is yeah, yeah, really healthy too, smart. especially for your sacral. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Creative release. Yeah. All right. And then the third question, um, how does birth control have an effect on our connection to ourselves and to the moon? So this is a big one for me. I have a lot of experience with this. Um, I was put on birth control at a really young age of like 14. And I was on birth control until I was like, 18 and a half so that was like those are like big developmental years in a woman's life yeah. so I think that really affected a lot of stuff for me um but really just being aware that you are and even if you're taking non-hormonal birth control it still has a significant effect on your natural rhythms so just acknowledging that, but still valuing what you're going through and um, recognizing what you're experiencing every month is very important, um, especially if you want to feel that connection, if you want to dive really deep into what you're going through. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, also recommend looking into the long-term effects of birth control, you know, weigh out pros and cons if you really need it or if some doctor put it on you because you had bad cramps when you were 15 you know like there's a lot that goes into it and I feel like we are medicated very quickly as young women mm -hmm. um, and it's really important to just kind of consistently check 
if you still feel like you need it. And some people totally do, and there's so much beauty in having access to it. I really, really value that. Um, but I would definitely say just being, yeah, just tracking your cycle, being aware of where you're at and where the moon is at, and doing rituals for yourself, you know? Going out and just, even if it's just making a cup of tea and sitting under the full moon, or the new moon, and just feeling that energy. It's, it's potent shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That ties in with one of my questions I got. Mm -hmm. Are IUDs toxic to one's health? And I think all three of us will probably have a different opinion mm -hmm. on this question. Mm -hmm. Mine is, I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Mine is also partially, I don't know, Personally, from the people, I haven't had an IUD, but I know a lot of women that have. Some of them love it. They don't feel it. They are just like cruising through their life. Five years of no worry. Sounds like a dream. Some people have it and have really, really severely traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's a half and half thing for me. Like probably half the people I know have had a positive thing, half have had a negative, and I just feel like that ratio is not worth it for me. I feel like that is way too high of a negative turnout rate to like be super down with it. But like I said, a lot of people, if it works for your body, run with it, like do your thing. Everyone is so different. So definitely just like be aware of how you are physically, mentally, and emotionally reacting to it if you choose to go through and put that in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And also be aware of the long-term effects of having something put into your womb space for five years. That's a very long time. Nothing is naturally in there for five years, like, ever. Um, so I would definitely just, like, think about it. Weigh the pros and cons. Think about your life, your lifestyle, and what works for you, but... You know, I don't think there's any, like, yes or no answer to this question. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have a negative opinion, not negative opinion, but the way I feel about birth control is very strong because of what I personally went through with it. Mm. Um, birth control made me have migraine so strong I was losing my vision for, mm. like, two hours at a time and completely flipped my hormones around. I didn't gain weight, but my breasts got really, really big, which if you know me, you know that's not a normal thing for me. Mm -hmm. And just seeing like what it was doing to my body and how it was affecting my mental state was like not good for me. Mm -hmm. And then now that I know about energetically, the need to release, especially, especially from your sacral chakra because it's your largest psychic center, you pick up all emotions from everyone and everything around you and your sacral chakra. To be missing a bleed every month when our bodies are supposed to be naturally doing that would be detrimental to my health mm. since I am picking up all of these energies. And it just makes me wonder, like all of these other females who aren't experiencing <coughs> that, what... Um, their bodies are energetically going through. And I understand the fear of getting pregnant and the fear of not being able to have an abortion. I totally understand that. For me, that's not a worry. I understand also that not everyone else feels that way. Mm -hmm. um, 
I just hope that we can get to a place where we have healthy, natural birth control and access to healthy, natural abortions. Mm -hmm. And this is just a very taboo topic that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. So I thank both of you for being here in this moment to talk about this. I just see that it's a problem our country is having right now. And once we get past that into the health and care for female bodies, I don't think anyone will have the need for harmful birth control. Mm. I don't. Um, so I'm going to say that I think IEDs are toxic to your health because of what I have seen, because of what I feel, and what I know. My body gets hot and sweaty thinking about it. <laughs> but you've just heard two other people say 50-50 or they don't know. Right. So judge your own self with your own body with what you feel is right mm. for you. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, yeah, that's my... <laughs> I would say just, yeah, listen to your intuition through and through. Mm -hmm. Test the waters, see how you feel doesn't work jump ship you know just like jump really ship. listen to your body because mm -hmm. she's very smart mm -hmm. she knows what's up so yeah and in terms of other birth controls like if you're not doing the IUD if you're still on the pill like I am I just think it's interesting because um, when Margaret came to one of our moon rituals and talked about charting in her blood box I was like, oh my gosh, what, why would I want to keep track of my cycle? Why would I want to write these things down? And Margaret's response was just so beautiful and magical that I started the practice for myself. <laughs> and so I like have been doing it for three months and I can see that because I'm on the pill, my cycle is so regular that I get my bleed on the same phase of the moon and the same sign. And it's been consistently a waxing crescent in Gemini. Which is hilarious on one level because Margaret's moon is in Gemini. So it's like she initiated me to see what was happening. And within my body, the cycles are like consistent. It's amazing. And on another level, it's like the moon in Gemini is like a superficial control over a system. It's like a reteaching of how things work within you. And the waxing crescent moon itself is like growing from a new moon to be full with just a crescent. And that energy is like a new intention. Like my body was hijacked with a new intention to bleed in a different way. So I know that like even though my cycle is hijacked partially, I still have the moon influencing me through it, telling me that like something is not quite right. It's a little too regular to be real. Like, mm. And I feel like I can't really give you an answer, listeners, as to whether birth control is healthy or not, whether IUDs are healthy or not. But I can tell you from my experience that a natural cycle was probably hijacked and that the moon is telling me it should be reclaimed. Mm. Which is just fascinating. Yeah, totally. How often is the waxing crescent moon in Gemini? It happens once a month. And 28 days? Oh, it right. still happens once a month? So it's going to be shifting to be like not a waxing crescent anymore, but it probably would still be for me the moon in Gemini. Interesting, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was thinking this was like a once a year happening or mm -hmm. something. Once a month. I don't know why I was thinking that. Mm. Once a month. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Weird stuff. Did you get any more questions from viewers that you want to... Um, yeah, the last one. How do I stay motivated and positive during my cycle? Which is a great question. Um, my best advice for this would be... I'm one of those people that loves to, like... This is going to sound bad, but I love to buy myself things. I love to like treat myself and have little special things for different times in my life. So 
make a box for each phase of your cycle. Have an ovulation box and have, so like I have special red clothes that I only wear when I bleed. I have specific things that I love to wear when I'm ovulating because I feel so hot in them, you know? Like <laughs> have different ways to honor yourself and that every month so you have something to look forward to. So it's an exciting, it changes it from being something you're dreading to something that you're so excited to be able to do again and use again. So I'd say that's a big thing. And um, a way to stay motivated is, I would say, be aware of when you are actually motivated and when you're trying to force yourself to be motivated because <laughs> that really is a big difference. Damn, um, girl. Yeah, and like, you know, beginning of your cycle is like, I feel very motivated, very energized. In the end, I feel like I've kind of spent all that energy and that's when I need to like go in and be quiet and take care of myself and like really nurture myself and that's how I stay motivated, you know? Yeah. Amazing advice. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's, that's all I got. So the questions I got, um, first, how do you deal with people thinking that you're a total freak due to your practice? <laughs> <laughs> um, usually I try to, I am a very emotional person. I am definitely a pretty like I feel like I'm a pretty reactive person um, and I've learned to try to not argue with my emotions and argue with reason instead um, so I would say to the people who think that you are a weird gross crazy person going through this whole weird journey um, that sucks for them that they don't get it you know like that is a big bummer that they're not understanding what you're going through and you can totally sit down and try to like really break it down for people. And I feel like that's a very important thing to do, especially for men and for the masculine energy out there in the world to really like hold space to explain why this is significant and why this is so important for all humans. Um, because we all come from women. <laughs> like we all come from the same place. Um, and if you don't honor that, you're really just not honoring your life. So, not only there you go. <laughs> not only that, but when men start honoring the feminine for what they are, I I just really can't wait for them to all understand that all it's going to do is make women want you more. Yeah. Your dudes aren't going to know that you're respecting your female in the house. I mean, obviously, if it's a public thing, you're going to have to pick a side. But... When a female these days sees a man who is open and receptive to moon magic and giving your blood to the earth and respecting the feminine body, women are just like, give me that man. Give me sure. that man. Oh, he's already taken? I hope I can find a man just like him. Totally. So mm -hmm. just please remember that you're not losing anything by supporting us. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, and like think about how much you can gain. It's so amazing the insight that you can get not only into like your friend or your partner's life, but like your mother and your grandmother and your sisters mm -hmm. and like all of the women that you've ever met. Like, it's just a base layer of respect, I, I feel like. Um, and for the men who don't get that, I really try to um, break it down for them and show them why it matters. And if they still are like, that's creepy and that's weird and that's gross, then I'm like, all right, peace. Like, good luck on your journey. I don't need you in my life. I'm going to do my thing. 
hopefully one day you'll what I am saying resonates with you and you'll understand but I don't need that energy around me so yeah good luck yeah but I would say definitely first try to explain (laughs) in like a calm and collected and factual way how would you go about that do you have any like advice totally depends on the situation and your relationship to the person so Mm -hmm. if a good guy friend of mine comes up to me and is like yo marge like what are you going through like what is this whole thing you're talking about on instagram like what the hell are you you know doing i go about it in a much different much more personal way than say someone who i just met who comes up and you know talks to me about it or a stranger so Definitely changes based on the situation, but yeah, just go about it with an honest heart and um, yeah, just really understand the importance of how ancient this is and how mm. connected it makes us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, the next question would be, do you personally, Margaret, give your blood every cycle or do you only do it at specific times? How are you guided to do that? I don't, I wouldn't say I give it every cycle. Um, I'm fairly irregular with this practice in particular because I feel like I used to be very regular with it when I lived back in Michigan. I was living with my parents. We had this big backyard. I could really just go out and like be in my own element. I am now living in an apartment building, which is very different. Can't walk out naked in the backyard and clown around for two hours. Um... So I have a diva cup, which I wholeheartedly love. I'm so about the diva cup. Um, Doesn't work for everyone, but it really works for me. So I use that as a way to, yeah, I mean, it stores my blood all day. And then like Kate said, you can keep a jar by you, but I usually wait until it's dark out and just go out and pull it out of me outside and just release it and watch it sink into the earth. Mm. Amazing. So amazing. Are there better times than others to give your blood to the earth, or it doesn't really matter? I don't think so. I think it's all of the same nature. Um, There's definitely, like, the second and third day of your bleed, I would say, are the most um, potent and, like, freshest blood. Um, The blood at the very beginning, the very end of your bleed can be residue left over from your last cycle um so yeah i would say maybe if you're looking for a very potent experience try the very middle but all blood is good blood all blood is good blood (laughs) yeah awesome um so you just talked about the diva cup how you feel about that that was part of this question what is your opinion on the impact of tampons and pads and like the components that they're made up of, all that. So happy that someone asked this question. Um, I feel, okay, so tampons and pads are such a luxury to have access to, to be able to have feminine products that we can go to the store and buy. It does suck that they're very expensive, that they're highly taxed, all of these things, but I think there are so many better options out there at this point, but because tampons and pads are what were shown to us from such a young age, and that's just what our society knows and expects of us, that's kind of a whole other thing. Um, 
I personally don't use either anymore. My last cycle, actually two cycles ago, was my very first completely waste-free cycle. Wow. So I used my Diva Cup and then I just bought reusable pads. So they're just organic cotton pads. I throw them in the wash after my cycle. Um, they're amazing. I love them. But it's crazy that it has taken me uh, eight years to get to that point, you know? like. I've had so many bleeds from then until now, you know, like, yeah. it's a really crazy thing that just isn't really thought about too often. And it's amazing that there's so many things coming out, diva cups and sea sponges and all these different things that you can use in place of tampons and pads, because tampons and pads produce, not only do they produce so much waste, but they are synthetic materials. Mm -hmm. They are not natural things that you're putting in your body. So just trusting, blindly trusting the massive companies that are producing these things on such a big scale um, in terms of, you know, like CVS brand, you know, just like the things that are normally sold in drugstores, not the like, you know, there's all these amazing things coming out now, natural tampons and just cotton things everywhere. And it's, it's a really big um, it's a really big topic, but I think it's just really important to acknowledge the waste that we produce and how it relates to what the essence of our bleed is, which is a release. So putting a tampon up there and literally just um, keeping everything inside can be, for me, it felt very damaging. It felt like mm -hmm. I was just completely ignoring my whole bleed, I, it almost like changes the color of it too, in a way, like once it, I don't know, it's, it's, there's just so much to it, like I said, but I think Diva Cups are a really amazing thing to check out. Um, they don't work for everyone, especially people who have had really severe trauma. Um, that is just, might not be their jam. There's so many other things out there that you can work with um, that I would definitely look into, but I would say, as a collective, we should definitely be trying to shift away from tampons and pads on a monthly basis. Yeah, something interesting you said that's making me think is how you said we're releasing, we're mm -hmm. trying to release, and the fact that we're releasing into something that's going into waste mm -hmm. just kind of doesn't really make sense to me. Right. And yeah. I'm where you're at. Like, I'm ready to transition into Diva Cup and reusable cotton pads. That's mm -hmm. where I'm at, too. Um, the fact that we're releasing into something synthetic... It's garbage. That is then... It's so toxic. I've, yeah. I've watched videos of people pull pads and tampons apart and dissect the ingredients of them. And did you know that they're putting shit in pads that actually make you cramp more? and make you feel more pain. That is just like ridiculous to me. Mm -hmm. Who has time to do that? Why are and they doing that? We have to pay $20 for it. <laughs> like, so I'm paying for crazy. my pain. Yeah, it's insane. And it is really important though. I read this really amazing book <laughs> recently called It's Only Blood. And it made me really realize how, even though this is such a, um, tampons and pads are such a negative thing in terms of the waste they produce, how they make us feel, just kind of the whole thing. It really is such a privilege to still have access to them because period poverty is such a big thing. And I really, 
I really wanted to touch on it at least for a little bit in this podcast. Um, but just like I said, having access to things that we can use, um, and it all really does come back to the way society views our bleed and makes us kind of shut ourselves away and not talk about it and not think about it. But period poverty is a huge deal because I mean, women are who can't hide it now they can't go to school they can't yeah. go to work they stay in their houses it's a really really um big Ooh. negative issue so really just like working with that and acknowledging the privilege we have but also acknowledging the amazing choices that we have now i think is so so important um yeah so just wanted to put that out yeah, because mm. there are definitely stages of access with this. It's yeah. like you say, there are some people that have literally no access mm -hmm. who aren't going to be able to think about getting a diva cup, yeah. who aren't going to be able to think about like getting a stock of tampons or pads. And then there are people who still have more abundance who are thinking of getting tampons and pads but maybe still can't afford the diva cup or the natural cotton alternatives or like the me thinks panties. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who are just going to go for it and get the things that they think they need to be healthy and the things that they can afford but I want to tell everyone who's listening no matter what stage that they're in that the more you come to heal your relationship with your yoni and your womb space even if you are in a, a place of period poverty where you don't have tampons or pads and you aren't allowed to go to school just let your blood go into the earth and just work on healing yourself through that experience and I guarantee abundance will come. Mm -hmm. Like abundance comes when you yeah. heal this space. Absolutely. And for people who are in the middle stage who are still kind of stuck buying tampons and pads who haven't transitioned to cotton or sea sponges or diva cups yet, I want to just remind you all that to be human is to make waste. Mm -hmm. Like waste is a natural part of life. We emit waste from our bodies every day in different ways. We would not be alive if we couldn't emit waste. Mm -hmm. So I think part of this is just changing your relationship to the idea of waste. If you are still using tampons and pads and you feel like, ugh, I'm giving my blood into waste, think about, wow, I'm putting my blood in the landfill. I am healing the most toxic parts of the earth wow. every time. That's a great I point. Mm. Like, yes, you're giving your blood to chemicals and toxic products and to the landfill, but whoa, what needs healed more than that? Totally. That's a great wow. point. Like, any part of your bleed yes. can be sacred, and as you heal your relationship with it, like I said, abundance will come and flow. You'll be able to upgrade, get the Diva Cup one day, and be so intentional about it, you can't mm. remember a time when you weren't. Totally. Oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. a great point, Sam. <laughs> Thanks. So beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, Margaret, what are some other spiritual purposes of this practice with your menstruation, learning the magic? Oh my gosh, where to even begin? This is, to me, I feel like bleeding inherently is a big part of my spirituality. I feel like just the concept of being so in sync with the moon that it literally pulls things out of me is so fucking magical. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So diving into that and realizing that this is what's happening to my body really made me feel so much connected to the moon phases, to the earth, to 
the essence of my blood to really just the whole thing. So like for me, I am very spiritual in terms of my ancestry, in terms of mother nature, like that is my God. She is my jam. Mm -hmm. So really like understanding my place within that whole system made me feel such a deep sense of peace, you know, and being able to come back to that and touch on it every single month, I feel like is such a privilege to me. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, someone asks, I lost my period from my body being under stress and from weight loss. What do you have to say about that? Oh my gosh. So much. I have so much to say about that. Your body is so smart. Your body like fully understands what you need. Um, and I feel like with it saying, kind of taking those things away from you, your bleed specifically, um, that is a wake-up sign that you need to slow yourself down, really reconnect, really make a very intentional, safe space for yourself to just relax. Because if you are really so stressed out and you're just going and going and going all the time, when do you expect to have time to rest and to release, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is your body's way of telling you that it can't. And also we have to remember that having a period means that you're able to sustain life. So being so stressed out that you don't have a period anymore is your body's way of telling you, you can't have a baby right now. Like you are oh not in a God. place to have a baby. Yeah. So it's a very connected, we could dive so deep into this. Um, but really what I would recommend to the specific person whoever asked this question is to, like I said, just really slow yourself down, make a space for yourself, surround yourself with things that you love, with things that you feel like recharge you, and just breathe. Just really just yeah. let yourself relax for at least a couple minutes every day. Would you suggest that they find a different form of release then too, since they're not releasing naturally? Yeah, couldn't hurt. Absolutely, totally couldn't hurt. I can see that being a big thing. Yeah. I actually lost my period when I did a raw food diet. Mm. Ooh, that's so, interesting. And I did research on it, and I heard that other female-bodied people had gone through the same experience because you're not taking in enough fat to be able to reproduce. Mm -hmm. So it could be a dietary thing for other people that end mm -hmm. up going through like not stressful situations, but just intense rigor with a diet. Mm -hmm. Totally. But yeah. it can also change, you know, and I, you know, whoever asked this question, I have no idea who you are, what your life is like. But, I do. <laughs> but, um, you know, like there are so many things that you can experience in your life that have an effect on your period. So it's really easy for people to get super stressed out if they miss a period or anything like that and literally change in altitude, change in diet, change in living situation. Like, there are so many factors that can change um, how your body is naturally processing things. So I would say just don't stress yourself out more. Um, like I said, make a safe space, take some deep breaths, and really just let yourself be at ease with where you are, wherever that is. Do you think that a person that someone's in a relationship with 
could cause their period to shut down too. Totally. Absolutely. I think a lot of it could come from, I mean, there's so many different ways that that could um, manifest itself, but I think a lot of it, you know, it could come from you subconsciously knowing that you should not reproduce with this person. Oh it my could come from <laughs> wow. like a very, yeah, it could come from like a very, very deep, um, you know, desire to maybe not be in that relationship anymore. Or even if you love that person so much, maybe look at how that love is serving you, how you're showing that love, how it's really um, presenting itself to you and whether that's a positive thing in your life or if it's a negative thing. I would definitely just do some serious like introspection and yeah. figure out what the deal is there. I'm thinking back, I didn't even think about this before I asked the question, but I'm thinking back to a couple years ago, I was in a really not so good relationship that went on for a couple years that this should have been a warning sign in the beginning. My period got super light, but super crampy. Like I was having the worst cramps, like it was trying to release something, but mm. nothing was coming out. Mm. And my cycle usually is, my blood cycle is usually five to six days, super heavy on day one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And my blood cycles back then were maybe three days of super light spotting. Wow. Whoa. And I mm-hmm. didn't understand why. Now I do mm-hmm. because my body didn't want me to reproduce with that person. Yeah, totally. That's a really interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely just reflect a bit mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Great question, though. Yeah. Thanks, viewer. <laughs> Um, I think we have two more questions here, so. I think you partially addressed this one before, but what are some tips that you would give for people who don't live in easy-to-access nature spots? Um, okay, Kate had a brilliant idea. Um, your blood (laughs) jar. Yeah, so, like, if you use a Diva Cup, if you have access to that, um, bring a jar to you in the bathroom, bring your purse in the bathroom with a little glass jar in it and dump your blood in there and kind of save it for later. Whenever you get home, wherever that is, find the closest tree and (laughs) put it on the roots of that tree. Or um, even if that isn't an option, take a bath. Take a bath when you're bleeding and just let yourself look at what is coming out of you. You know, Mm. like it doesn't have to be outside. It doesn't have to be in public. If you're not comfortable with that, there's so many different ways that you can go about um, giving your blood back to the earth. Um, even if you have like house plants, sprinkle some in there. Couldn't hurt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, yeah, there's there's a lot of different things. This makes me think of different elemental ways to release your blood now. Like yeah. even if oh, it's probably sort of toxic, but depending on what your pads and tampons are made of, maybe you could burn them. Mm. Release it with fire. Yeah, if you have like a if you use just like that's a great idea there's a lot of pads that are coming out now that are just like 100 percent cotton you yeah, can totally those do would that. burn fine mm-hmm. those would burn great toxic. yeah for sure mm-hmm. that's a good idea but yeah see the bath is releasing into water mm-hmm. see the toilet is releasing into water mm-hmm. and then when you do have the opportunity release to earth yeah releasing an air might be kind of messy because i'm thinking of just like <laughs> taking your diva it. cup and like throwing it spreading like, it. but also i could see um a painting as releasing it to air. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I love that so yeah, much. Totally. You could also put it on a crystal like you were saying yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. I've heard people that 
use the same crystal and just add like a new layer each time. I think you do that mm -hmm. actually, just yeah. add a new layer. Mm -hmm. You could also take that crystal then outside to the earth. Yeah. Or you could it's do what time. my weird ass does. <laughs> I have a poncho mm. and I just go outside butt ass naked underneath. No one knows mm -hmm. but me. And I'm in a neighborhood surrounded by neighbors and they'll even come out and wave at me. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here meditating. <laughs> really, I'm butt ass naked underneath. <laughs> Bleeding into the earth. <laughs> so get a poncho. <laughs> yeah. Or a blanket. Anything, really. Yeah. 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 Totally. There's ways. You just There's gotta ways. work the system. Yeah, get a little creative. You got it. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, baths, while you're bleeding, are so helpful for cramps. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really try to dodge baths while they're bleeding, but I totally recommend, like, get in there. Get weird, you know? Like, feel around. See what comes out. Like, it's very relaxing especially if you have like herbs and flowers throw them in there man absolutely like, get into it calendula yeah rose of course. of course put some crystals in your bath with you guys yeah. if you are having period cramps get a carnelian crystal get a couple put them in your bath with you i carry some in my underwear sometimes if i'm cramping really hard mm. it helps relieve the pain instantly mm. or just lay with them on your womb mm. I've also seen people recently that are getting like womb massages. I was about to bring that up. Do them wow. themselves or have their partner do it. Yes, I was about to bring that up. I was actually thinking about it. I should have brought it up earlier when we were talking about sex. Um, but that is a really amazing way, especially if you're like really cramping hard. You don't want to do any sort of sexual thing. You just want to feel better. That's a really good way to connect with your partner and you don't have to be naked, you know, do whatever you're comfortable with, but having, I use peppermint oil a lot. Um, I find mm. that to be really helpful for my cramps, but literally just massage your ovaries. They are working their asses off right now. <laughs> like just give yourself some serious love and bringing your partner into that situation can really be a very like tender moment between you guys and really help them understand kind of what you're going through. So I'm all about little massages. That's so beautiful. <laughs> sounds so intimate. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that is all of our questions from the viewers. I will open up the conversation to anything that comes out for the next 10 minutes, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say thank you oh for opening my eyes to this because I am a gender neutral person um, at heart, I feel like, and that's really made me feel weird about my relationship with my bleed. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of healing with like re-embracing divine feminine in me. And I think that really started when we were at the moon ritual and you were just so open about your practice. And just thank you oh. so much for being open about that and for sharing it with us. I love, I love this. This is like, this is my shit. This is my jam. I love talking about this so much and seeing, like, I had no idea how deeply that affected you, you know? And then we come together today and it's just like, it's so magic and it really does connect us all so deeply, you know? Like, yeah. it's amazing. The healing is so abundant. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. You just know? oh gotta gosh. tap into it. And even for me, a person who is not gender neutral mm -hmm. and feels very feminine, it was more healing for me than you know also. Like, my relationship with my period before was 
oh, I'm on my period. I'm going to be a bitch all week. Mm-hmm. I have an excuse to be totally. bitchy and cranky and crabby. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you're in a bad mood and a guy's like, are you on your period? That mm-hmm. dumbass fucking question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I used to be the epitome of that for my entire bleed. And, mm-hmm. like, whiny, making excuses to yeah. not do things, using my period as an excuse to not do things. And... I then I realized like I'm actually manifesting it being worse mm-hmm. by thinking that it's awful. You're living up to the standard. One hundred percent. Yeah. And now I get so excited thinking about it coming. Like I'm like antsy. I'm like okay, I have like three more days to my bleed. Then I can go bleed to the earth and have a sicker time with Mama Gaia. Yeah. It's so different for me now and so magical, and it helps me to realize how magical your sacral chakra space is, how sacred your womb is, all the magic that comes from the feminine and why we are so important in this lifetime to come into this earth and reclaim our power and reclaim our magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you brought that to my attention. So thank you for being here and enlightening us on this topic. Thank you guys so much for holding the space and like welcoming this into your podcast i'm so honored to be your first guest and thank you to all the listeners who are interested in this and like supportive of us really diving in like i hope you get something out of this and really um run with it yeah oh my gosh i've learned so much i I feel like i wish i had been taking notes and i'll probably listen again but that's just the person i am i have this like eternal scribe vibe i have to write things down so real i totally get that from you yeah it's so funny Wow. Uh, so much amazing information. Uh, Thank I'm you so, so much. Happy, you guys. So much love. So much love. So much love. I love how Margaret's birth chart played a Perfect. role in, yeah. in um, comparing the life in her birth chart and what we're discussing and how it all works together. So, yeah. I mean, once again, as always, if you're interested in having your birth chart read, find Sam on Instagram. If you have any more questions regarding this topic, find Margaret on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Please. If you want to just talk to me, find me on Instagram. <laughs> if you, yeah, friend. if you're curious, if you have a blockage in those areas and you're not sure, yeah, hit up Kate. Yeah, if she you did have amazing things for me, yeah, <laughs> seriously, you. totally opened me up. If you have been through sexual trauma this life or past life that you know of, or even if your ancestors or parents have been through sexual trauma, please reach out to me because healing that is going to be crucial in opening up your energy field to all of your abilities and changing your relationship with your cycle. Um, like I've mentioned before, that happened for me. And I still have more to heal. Obviously, it's a very deep thing, but beginning to heal it and seeing the results I'm having already is absolutely incredible. So yeah, reach out to all of us. I will put our Instagram handles in the description box as always. Does anyone else have anything left to say? I would say just enjoy the journey. Even if you have never thought about any of these things before and you just listen to this podcast, like, what an amazing thing to be at such... You're just starting, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I have been doing this for a couple of years and I still am realizing things every single month about myself. And eventually, we're all going to stop bleeding. And that's going to be a whole journey in itself, you know? Yeah. So, like... Don't be afraid to just really open yourself up and, like, get into it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Get in that yoni. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We send you off with love and light as always. And for any questions, comments, concerns, or stories, 
Find us on Instagram. We love you guys. We hope you have a blessed and bloody magical day. <laughs> nice. Thank that. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We love you.